Hey, welcome back to another episode of Keeping It Simple. We're excited to be here with you. I'm here with my man, Luis. What's up? And we have an awesome friend, Ashley, from the KC Underground. We love KC, so we have KC people all the time. Ashley, welcome into Keeping It Simple. Say hello to the people. Hello, people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ashley, uh, our audience is fairly familiar with the Kansas City Underground, but can you share a little bit about uh, yourself and maybe your connection to the KC Underground, how you got connected, and just a little bit about your personal life and your relationship with Jesus? Okay. Um, I had uh, was not raised in the church at all, but I still called you know, on God's name, but had no relationship with him and was uh, an addict uh, due to circumstances with family addictions. And uh, we had uh, a lot of uh, other things that happen along with being an addict. You know, you, you can and, and <laughs> you kind of fill in the lines there. So I was I was doing it all. Um, everything happened. And then five years ago, the Lord found me. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to say that I was uh, being chased by him for so long. And then once I submitted, now I can't stop chasing him. Mm. And uh, I was married for 15 years. And my husband, um, he ended up divorcing me two years ago because um, he didn't understand uh, why the change. And so I'm just very thankful now I have uh, a new husband who loves the Lord. Um, and he comes alongside me uh, with uh, the ministry that the Lord has us in. Um, feeding the people on the streets of Kansas City. And um, it's been a very exciting journey for sure. We could see God's hand, um, just that power, that resurrection power that's inside of all of us, um, being able to touch people and pray for them and not only um, walking with them, but seeing God through them is probably the most exciting thing that has ever um, happened to me with my journey. Um, cause I know he did it for me. Um, so why wouldn't he do it for them? And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just very glad to be set free. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So Ashley, we've heard a lot about you for a little bit about, you know, um, your ministry this season. Uh, we are spending specific time, uh, interviewing and kind of getting, a feel for what uh, micro church leaders are doing around the country and beyond and just everyday people living on mission and every single micro church is different. Every single story is different. The way that they gather is different. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about uh, your micro church and the work that you guys are doing? Um, And then how, you know, how do you guys meet? What are some of the specifics? Okay. So how I got affiliated with KC Underground, they were allowing us to piggyback off their 501 when we started the the, the homeless mission. Um, and then um, we ended up doing a prayer walk at the same park where we feed everybody. It was so funny. The people that do our clothing, Rick and Alice, it is dead of January. Um, and she's like, I really feel like we should start a Bible study here in this park. So we're prayer walking, there's snow, there's ice. And I'm like, you're nuts. This is, (laughs) this is, you know, you, if you're hearing from God, but I just feel like there's nobody's going to sit out here in the cold 
and and listen to us talk about the Bible. Um, so we prayer walked it, still wasn't feeling it, still wasn't feeling it. And then we did it. Um, we had a donation for some fire pits and uh, a canopy. Um, and so we're like, okay, all right. Well, so the Lord provided that it's those little steps, you know, and then our first time being out there, it was just, and I've got a video on it, our very first time. And it was so, um, we just knew, I mean, we, it's still, people are just like, they still don't understand why we're out there in the cold, but there's such a richness and a warmth and knowing that the Lord is right there. Um, so having people that are, um, that we've grown to know and love these last five years, having, um, them actually come faithfully every single week, um, coming as they are, um, is, is just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The, the same people that keep showing up, um, it really, um, it really changes you for sure. So you guys start, it sounds like you started with prayer, right? And we, and we get the rhythms. Our people have, you know, the blessed rhythms, right? Beginning with prayer and fasting, right? Um, and, uh, and then someone sensed like, hey, we need to start a Bible study. You guys started that Bible study. Until this day, that Bible study continues. Is that a once a week gathering that you guys have at a park? Yep. Yep. At one thirty. Uh, but what we're going to do, Rick and Alice are uh, both retired. Um, they're an older couple. And uh, they bring all the chairs because we really want people to on Friday nights as we set up for uh, the meal and everything else. Um, we're going to move it to Friday uh, at three o'clock down at the park, which is really cool because we're about to get this um, this food truck. Um, we had a Fortune 500 company uh, reach out to us um, and said that they'd be willing to give us a food truck. So as our food truck is in the park preparing, I have lots of volunteers so I could still be a part of this church. Um, and so the, you know, the door was open that the Lord made it happen because I'm always here uh, during the day on Friday's cooking. Um, but with this food truck now, I'll be able to be back in. We haven't changed the day yet. Um, it's still on Saturdays at 1.30, but we'll be moving it to Fridays at three. And then at five is when we start the, the serving of all the food and stuff. So. I think that's only going to open up more opportunities because a lot of people just uh, are hanging out. They're hanging out down there in the park, just waiting for their food. And so now it's going to open up even more doors for them to make one stop shot at um, hearing the word of God, but also being brought in by um, a warm meal and, you know, just a, a joy without judgment type attitude, which is our motto. Joy without judgment. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. How um, how big is the team that you're a part of that puts on this gathering every week that that brings the chairs, that brings the meal, all this kind of stuff? How many people are engaging with the homeless people in Kansas City? And then how did they how do you maybe grow more and, and get more people to join you guys? What has that process been like as over the last five years of you guys have kind of grown the operation and grown what you're doing? It's so funny how it always starts small, right? <laughs> it was so small. I mean, I, mine started with uh, an igloo of hot chocolate. That's where it started. And I didn't, I didn't have a job. Um, so I was selling my plasma in order to get that, um, that monies and that funding. And then it's just becoming faithful, especially in the small things. 
you know, just doing the right thing, especially when it feels wrong. There's been a lot of times I wanted to give up, but as long as we just don't grow weary. And so we had very small volunteers at the beginning, um, but now we have a VOMO um, sign-up project to where you can um, go online and click to volunteer. Um, and when that happens, um, it generates even more, like the more volunteers you have, the more um, the more it's it's sent out. I, I can't really explain it. Um, I wished I could explain it a little bit better, but we have um, a core team of people that come. We have several youth groups that come each week and they bring their kids and we set up, we do a lot of really um, healthy foods. We, we really want to promote that because a lot of people on the streets are just getting, you know, like, you know, people are doing their best. And thankfully with this uh, pantry that I work for, we're able to get the freshest of foods. My husband, actually, I have something I need to do tonight, um, a worship uh, thing. And he, he took the day off, took a personal day, and he is in the kitchen right now cooking up all the food <laughs> and he's going to be running the, the, the team tonight. Um, so we're, we're trying to set him up for success because it'll be my first time, my very first Friday of stepping away. So it's like kind of it. funny how like this right here, this first podcast, this first worship meeting and my husband's first, uh, you know, leading the team downtown. But yeah, there's a sign up for each week and we have regulars that come you know. So it sounds like you have a core team of people that help you pull off this weekly event. Uh, so it's like a feeding essentially. And then is the feeding separate than the time that you guys do your Bible study or, okay. And you know, does, do you have to sit through the feeding, the Bible study to get to the, to the food or what? Is it, no. Never like that. No, on one at one thirty is what we we're still doing our our church at one thirty on Saturdays. We're going to be transitioning to three o'clock um, on Fridays because again we bring we we realize that a lot of people um, hang out longer if they have a place to sit um, and 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 a table. And so we're able as we have spiritual care teams that come and and mingle in the crowd and sit. Um, almost we designate a certain table. Um, and so somebody sits down and is able to talk um, why they're eating. Um, but no, it, it's definitely never, ever a rule. We don't push um, God on anybody yeah. um, because it doesn't work. Right, <laughs> I've right. done tried before. I learned by mistake. Playing Holy Spirit Junior is not my job. So, right. um, but yeah. Right. So, so. Maybe someone's listening. They're like, man, I've been wanting to, you know, connect with homeless people. I really don't know where to start. Um, you know, tell us how is ministry to people that are living on the streets different uh, in your in your opinion and different than um, to people that, you know, are housed? How is that different? Like, what are some things to keep in mind? Yeah, I don't really think they're different at all. I mean, we're all God's children and mm. you know, we're all the same. And when you start to look at it that way, when you're just like, I am no better than you are, sure. but I'm also, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm no worse than you either. Um, and so uh, really when it comes down to knowing um, who you are in Christ, 
you know, you start to look at people, it's just like yourself, you know, uh, we're all broken and in desperate need of a savior. Um, so for me, it's been very easy. Let's just say that the Lord has gifted me in that area, you know, because we're all not cut, you know, the same. So, um, you find your comfort zone in that if you want to go and I mean, even people, as you pull up, you know, and you see somebody standing there with a sign, I mean, see them, you know, um, people, I, I know I used to turn my head. Um, but now, you know, a lot of times I don't have any money on me and I don't have any food in my car, but you know, there's a wave, there's a, a smile. And really a lot of people just would really, uh, really like that instead of just nothing at all, not acknowledging that they're there and they are people just like us. So. Mm, that's good. Ashley, as you're just an, an ordinary person that is trying to follow the call of Jesus on your life, what, how do you find balance between following the call of Jesus and the everything you have to do in, in your normal everyday life? Um, I know, at least in my experience, that it can be hard at times to find the balance between your personal life and the things that you're doing. And often, you know, we check a box saying we went to a Sunday service and that was our God time. And, or maybe we showed up here or there for, for some event or some sort. But how do you week in, week out, find the balance between leading this micro church or being a part of the team leading this micro church and everything else in your life? How do you find that, that balance? I haven't found it yet. <laughs> Tell no, the truth. No. Tell the <laughs> truth, Ashley. We love it. I love it. <laughs> it is tough, but you know, again, um, uh, it's little by little. You know, we go from glory to glory, and I am uh, learning more that my health is really important. If I really want to walk this out with the Lord, I need to have that healthy balance of sleep. Um, eating right, um, drinking lots and lots of water, um, and spending time with God, you know, is something that uh, for a new believer, I think, um, is hard, I think. Um, it was daunting for me when I first, I had a little I am Bible when I first became a Christian, and um, I read it like a book because I was really just frightened was that an experience, you know? Um, I was like, why is this Jesus dying four times? Because I was reading, you know, I just, I love it. No clue. And so I felt my, I got in a Bible for Christmas that year and, um, seeing how big it was, was really, um, it was nerve wracking to me. Mm. You know, but I love the gospel. So I just, um, I think for anybody who it's so important to be in the word of God, um, mm -hmm. even if it's just small, if it's a small little book that you've got to run the pages out of to start with, because the gospels are always the best place to start. Um, so that balance obviously is number one, but then you got to learn to know who you are in Christ. You can't give away what you don't have. If you don't love yourself, you it's impossible to love other people. And so just knowing that I'm going to always still make mistakes, knowing that God is not mad at me, um, is mm. 
a, a big key thing too, because you, you don't want, um, you know, I grew up with a really angry dad and I couldn't, I, I, I didn't know what the love of a father was really like until I realized that, you know, God doesn't really like everything that I do, but he loves me. So mm. I'm just like that desperate, um, feeling that you get, um, now having this booklet that you about this book that you can turn to and actually um feel and have the lord talk to you um is super important so that balance is always going to have to stay with me but yeah i'm still i do a lot of stuff i'm sure you've been there you know you, you do all these things that you think you're doing that are good for the lord but then god's not in it you know because you're just doing so much and then you're yeah. like, wait a minute, wait a minute. God's not in this. So yeah. you've got to see what's fruitful and what's not. So yeah. what, what what's fruitful. And so not all good things are God things. Um, and, and trying to discern and kind of growing in that and you're in wisdom um, over time. So <clears throat> talk, I, I want to go back to a little bit about uh, just kind of how, how you're, church kind of works how you micro so it sounds like you guys call church what happens at 1 30 right uh, and what what's happening at 1 30 talk to me about that it's a big a lot of people are they're getting their coffee mm-hmm. <laughs> they love coffee yep. uh, a lot of people love coffee at church it's just you know uh, it, it's so it's just like any other regular church setting we have a a gentleman who's on the streets his name is steve Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people choose to be on the street. And that's what I'm finding a lot of, uh, yep. a lot of our, our members are, um, they choose to be on the street and, yep. and they're, 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 they're comfortable where they're at. And um, some are in addiction, but what's crazy is that a, a lot of them are mental illness that keep coming back. And it's like, Hmm. It's kind of, I don't, I hate to use this as an example, but you know, the Lord used, um, a donkey to talk to a prophet. So why would I not think that this person who is screaming like a lunatic at the top of their lungs. And then the next minute is like using God's name and praising his name. You know, I, we learn so much through, um, these different, um, different attitudes, I guess you would call it different attitudes different personalities yeah um but then we do have other people that are still you know they we've got a ticket to heaven once we believe in jesus christ but he died for us to have victory you know and Mm. um i really really what our church really wants to do is help these people have more victory and we uh, my sunday church is freedom initiative it was founded in the lansing prison and so we're building a um, a building that will hold a church service, but there's also beds upstairs. So when and if somebody is ready to completely surrender all, we're 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 like here here we've got a place for you to go if you if you if you want. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't know if I so so at one thirty people show up, they get coffee, and then there's a couple of songs. I'm I'm guessing there's some singing. Steve, Maybe a little bit of right, singing. To Steve. <laughs> he brings a little, you know, he's got his own little radio. Um, we would like to, my husband plays guitar and we're on the worship team for both of our churches, um, our Saturday and Sunday church. And um, yeah, uh, we'd love to have 
we just haven't done it yet. We haven't had our live worship, which is yeah. something in the works. It's in the works. Yeah. Okay. And we're not advocating for it. We're just trying to get a picture to our people, what it looks like at our micro churches. We don't always have singing. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't at some of our gatherings we do, you know, and it's, but we do say we want to make Jesus central uh, at every single gathering. So that's what we consider worship. Um, and so, and then does someone do like, uh, do you guys do a discovery Bible study? Do you guys do? Yep. So I'm just trying to get the mechanics of what uh, that 1.30 time looks like. We, we start off with the worship, ask people what they're thankful for. And then we pray, we open up the word of God. Um, each, of, each one of us will take a, a sentence or two out of what we're reading from the Bible. We ask people to put it in their own words, what they believe that, what that scripture is saying. Um, so we have seasoned Christians who really know their Bible um, strategically placed. So then, mm. you know, we're able to explain it better um, without saying, no, that's not right. But, you know, just being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And then after that, we ask for prayer requests. Um, then we pray collectively a blanket prayer it all. And then um, we end the service with another um song and then um we spend time walking around people and laying our hands on them and praying for their prayer requests specifically um and then it's very exciting to see the next week you know just how the lord had answered those prayers those moments just thinking about it gives me goosebumps some of the things that have happened um so yeah, several people have gotten off the streets since we've started this Bible study there for for anybody, though. You know, we have all sorts of people come. They're not just people on the street. So mm. that's how, how service looks. Mm. Man, that, I love it. I love it. How would you, maybe some of our listeners are everyday people trying to follow Jesus they work a full-time job or maybe they have kids and life can be crazy and, and hectic. But what kind of advice would you give to someone who's trying to follow Jesus, but they have all these other things going on and how they want to start a micro church or, or what we would call a simple church? What kind of advice would you give that person who is wanting to take that leap of faith? Um, they feel called to a specific people and Okay, I, I want to do this, but they don't know how to get started, and they maybe they're struggling with, you know, I have so many commitments in my life already. What kind of advice would you give to that person? Well, again, it's really seeing what's bearing the most fruit and what you're doing. So after you see what's bearing good fruit, um, and what that looks like is, I mean, you you were saying for people who are trying. I think um, I think anything that's causing you to be frustrated, then it frustration really equals works of the flesh. It's you trying to do what only God can do. But we do um, we are partners with God too. So you know we do our part, and God will do His part. Um, we can't do God's part, and He's not going to do our part. So um, just being not weary and doing good as well. But if you are frustrated, um, that's when you really need to step back and take a look at what is it that's frustrating me? Is this really, is God called me to frustration? I don't think that He does. So um, 
yeah, the balance is, is, is tricky, but it always gets better though. I mean, I mean, we're, we're living in this crock pot God world, um, but in a microwave society mentality and, um, things take time. So your church is really, it starts within you. You really have to have that that real relationship with the Lord and being good to other people. Um, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. So for me, I see him as he, um, he, he convicts, you know, of certain things that are happening in our lives, in my life, in the beginning walk. Um, and he's showing me these things that are spoiling what he has for me. And we go through seasons cause he's trying to weed certain things out of out of uh, our lives um, so he can take us to that higher ground that he's called us to do because he's called all of us to, um, to evangelize and to, um, you know, mm -hmm. just to share in the goodness of who he is through our own experiences. So not having any kind of fear to, um, you know, God doesn't work through fear. The devil does. Um, but faith, just uh, staying in faith and knowing that God has a good plan and, you just can't give up. Um, a lot of people are in the middle and that's where people give up is in the middle. But if you really feel like you're being called by the Lord to start a church, do it. <laughs> but then look at the other things in your life that you'll have to take something out then, mm. you know? Uh, yeah, that was a lot, wasn't it? <laughs> that's, no, that's so good. That's so good. So in your life, Ash, um, What's been the biggest change that has happened since you started this ministry? Gosh. Or the biggest lesson or or the biggest lesson that the Lord has taught you, you know. One that stands out the most. Really being right is overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to us about that. Unpack that a little bit. <laughs> um sometimes I remember just always feeling like I need to be right all the time. Um, and even in relationships, you know, it's hard to, especially those that you're in close relationship with you. I need, I like, I always want to tell people how I feel, you know? Um, and I just, I, I want people to agree with my opinions. And if somebody didn't agree with my opinion, I thought they were rejecting me, but really they're just not agreeing with my opinion, because I had this root of rejection. I think a lot of us do growing up. We have just like this root of rejection, especially if you weren't raised in a, in a godly home. Um, so what the Lord has taught me is to, um, shake off, uh, the old man of just the, the need to always tell people what I think is right. And, and, and just having more ears to listen um, because I, my mouth is still like my, the main thing that the Lord is still working on me with. I'm really quick. And, um, I, I just tend to, uh, talk a lot. Um, but I, I, I realize I get myself in a lot of trouble because I'm not really thinking before I speak. And so that that's where some of that comes into play of needing to be right, because I, I just want to tell people what I think, how I feel and, that's not how Jesus was. He, I think Jesus was more of a slow version of, and just slow to, you know, I mean, he was that slow to speak, you know, um, 
I don't know if that really makes any sense. I kind of bumbled that up, but somebody asked me that question the other day. Uh, we went out to dinner with a couple of friends of ours and like, what is the Lord's spoke to you this week? And, and, and my husband and I were, we've been married since October and we're still learning to, to know each other. And, uh, and we've had two fights now so far and one had just happened. And, um, what I realized is that I, I can really stop because you can feel yourself getting angry. And the key is, is it starts like down in your stomach. And the key is like to like stop it before it gets to your mouth. And so, you know, <laughs> wow, that's that you can write a book on that. Ashley, stop it before it gets to your mouth. I like okay. that. <laughs> so the Lord has just been teaching me how to listen more. Thank you for sharing from your heart with us, Ashley. Um, I think our audience uh, can take away some key lessons on leading a microchurch, leading a microchurch with homeless people. Um, the people without homes, whether they choose that life or not, um, that's a, not a KC-specific demographic, right? That, those people, they exist here in our context as well. And there might even be people listening to you who will get inspired to, to do something about it. We'll do something with those people that might, there might be a calling that's being stirred by someone listening right now. And so thank you so much for joining us today for our conversation. Um, as we kind of begin to wrap up here, um, are there any words of advice you would give to people who are listening? Um, maybe it's about a, a homeless ministry or it's about leading a microchurch or just faithfully trying to follow Jesus, whatever, whatever it is, are there any parting words you would have for our, our audience today? Just don't give up. No, he took, he took you this far. You know, he's not going to leave you. <laughs> you know, I mean, think about it. And we're here. You're alive and breathing. Um, you have a ministry. Yeah. You're alive and breathing. You have a ministry. I like it. All right, Ash, last thing. Um, how can people stay connected to you and your ministry? And then is there a way for people to give to your guys' ministry uh, directly? Hey, feel free to share that. Yes. Yeah, it's a Renewed Hope Food Pantry in Overland Park, Kansas. Um, there's a, a ways to give uh, directly to the homeless ministry. Um, but we have not, I think... Um, if they want to give to the homeless ministry, but when it comes to um, the actual church that we do on Fridays beforehand, because that's completely separate, hmm. um, you can go to KC Underground, and um, I think it's still under the the name Free Indeed. Um, is what we uh, initially started calling our church. We we might change the name as it grows because we. Um, that was something that that was put on my heart but we have two other really faithful people in the church the the man and wife rick and alice um and i don't know i was kind of thinking here i go what i what i think right i was thinking peculiar people would be kind of fun it's kind of cool because when people see us sitting out in a park and it's like five degrees and we have this big sign that says prayer in the park i mean that's peculiar good 
yeah such great stuff here today um man thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for joining us on keeping it simple much love to you much love to the work that you guys are doing thanks for listening to the episode if you'd like to support us more check out our podcast on patreon at patreon.com slash keeping it simple podcast if not we'd love your support through subscribing sharing episodes and liking and reviewing the podcast Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes to come.